Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name's John McDuff and I'm delighted to be a host again this evening for the usual Sunday night spot live on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. Um, we're here tonight to discuss uh, a riveting 1-0 victory away in the Scottish Cup um, to St Johnston. Um, it doesn't really matter how we got there. The... The main thing is that we're through to the next round, uh, but obviously one of the highlights seeing three full stands of Rangers fans fully taking advantage of the inner squabblings of St Johnston and their fans are uh, a sellout in the three stands, so always good to see as many bears as possible at the ground. That's probably the, the most uh, positive we'll speak about the game. Here to join me in dissecting the about a turgid 90 minutes, first of all, Joining us from the continent, David Tomlinson. How are you? Yeah, fine, thanks. Uh, just a bit fell asleep yesterday watching the game. It wasn't that great, but um, and I, I was uh, up late the night before because uh, I was it was my birthday, so that was uh, me a year older as well. I hope I don't look it, but uh, I hope I, I hope I still look twenty one. But um, no, uh, happy we're through to the next round, and that's the important thing. Well, a belated happy birthday, Dave. You kept that one quiet, or else we would have all arranged to sing ha- happy birthday. We would have got the usual suspects in the comments, like the Teddy Bear and Curry, only sending a wee happy birthday voice note. I'm at the age I try to forget it, so <laughs> it's my birthday. <laughs> well, um, the other young pup joining us tonight, of course, Davy Pollock. How are you tonight, Davy? Good, Colin. When happy birthday, Dave. Your boys' good looks are, are intact. Your Hollywood contract is solid, mate. So, <laughs> no, yes, yesterday would have put a few years on you, no doubt, because uh, 
we made uh, hard work. I mean, it was good to see uh, the Rangers fans turning out in numbers. Eh? I mean, could you imagine what this, the spectacle of that looks like live on TV when uh, these stands are half empty? Uh, I mean, St. Johnson for me did the, the correct thing, but uh, I know it's not uh, popular with some of the haters, but hey ho. Aye, uh, but we'll, we'll dive straight in there. But before we do, um, hello to all the listeners watching live on YouTube as well. Um, as always, get your get your comments in and we'll pick out the, the ones that give a chuckle, any talking points and just the general nonsense that tends to go on as well. Um, all contributions, football or non-related, much welcome. Um, just wherever you are watching or listening to the podcast as well, just... Uh, a wee shout out if you can find us a like or a subscribe um, on either YouTube, Twitter, um, Apple, Spotify, just wherever you get your podcast. If you can follow us, it'd be much appreciated. Also, we're trying to grow the pod. Um, this week, we'll see the second week of the daily news updates as well. Steve's going to give you the morning's news tomorrow morning, and I'll be back with you on Tuesday, wherever you get your, get your podcast. Um so that's enough um, of kissing our own arses. Uh, let's get into Rangers. David Tomlinson, um, there was a couple of changes. We've seen Malik Tillman coming in and Ryan Jack as well, as well as Alan McGregor coming back in goals. So I've seen Rangers line up. McGregor in goals, a back four of Tavernier, Golson, Davies and Barisic. Midfield three of Jack Lundstrom and Tillman. And a forward three of Sakala, Kent and Morelos. Was there any surprises for the lineup? Not really, because we knew Bill had already said that McGregor was going to be coming back in, so we sort of knew that was, was going to happen. Yeah, no, the one for me is, uh, I said it every week, virtually, why would we keep Jack and Lundstrom in the same team? I don't know, but I think it's overkill in a defensive Mana, and I don't think we need it, and I think that showed in the game as well. We just not get enough going up front to 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 frighten. Since I mean we had a few good chances against St Johnson, but I mean it was pretty boring football for the for a lot of the game. So nah, it's um that was the only surprise uh, that sort of a yeah. I was hoping that it wouldn't be that it was Lundstrom and Jack together. But I, I think Jack should just be in that role himself. No, definitely. I think um, I do agree with you. And it's something we'll come on to as uh, as we go through the game about how the midfield was shaping up and the subs we were using. And I think we we do need to start finding ways of you know progressing further forward. And we we don't need a double pivot as as it's called as a young team are calling it. I think when when Austin Johnston were going to set up to. To make it a battle, they've been on a really poor run of form. Um, so we, we were going to be allowed a lot more freedom in the pitch, although freedom to move about that pitch wasn't <laughs> always a positive, given it was a, it was a cow field, as Michael Beale put it. Yeah, that's what you call it, a cow field. And I think, I think the Hamden the other week was called a potato uh, field. So it's, it's the, the the parks are not that great at the moment. I, I, I don't know what like Ibrox will be uh, next week, but um, it, it, obviously St Johnston was uh, wasn't a great field to play on. But I, I still think it's better than uh, the the plastic pitches. 
Nah, the fact that we've got plastic pitches in the in the top top tier of our game um, is just a that's a it's a different podcast altogether. Try to get through that one. Um, David Park, I'll come to you. Um, good to see Tillman coming back in. I'm quite interested to see Alan McGregor coming back in as well. What, what's your take on on that? Um, I know we spoke about it over the last few weeks about the goalkeeping position does need addressed and it looks like it'll be addressed in the summer, but I don't like the idea of chopping and changing. I'd like a bit of cohesion and I'd like the back five just to be settled as much as we can. Yeah, chopping, the changing the keeper from game to game is clearly not ideal. So you're thinking either they're equally good or they're equally shite. And I, and I know where, where my vote's going, but... I had posted, you know, in the, during the game, the the boy that they've uh, was on loan from Crystal Palace, who's who was in goal for St Johnson. He had three cracking saves, and uh, he was coming almost to the penalty spot to collect cross balls. So I was thinking, maybe we should just buy him or just phone Palace. I think that I, I then went on that transfer market, and I think we could get him for three hundred thousand. So I think that would be a a deal made in heaven. But in terms of Malik Tillman, uh, Malik is, always gives you, as you saw when uh, eventually we got the goal, we, we flicked through to Sip Fashion, who uh, who did very well to get the strike away and you know the keeper touched it onto the post and then Borna leathers it in. But that's what you get from Malik Tillman, just that wee, uh, just that wee moment of quality, which just kind of unlocks the defence Sakala's bearing down on them, and which ultimately led to the goal. So, no, glad to see Malik down. I think, uh, you know, when he gets subbed, he always looks he's he's not happy about it. But uh, I, I think Malik Tillman, see if he had a couple of yards of pace, what a player we would have there. But I think he is a smashing player. So, I mean, because the, other than, you know, the out and out forwards, you know, fashion and maybe less Ryan Kent, but if not Malik Tillman, then we would be uh, we need to find something else. Hopefully, that a couple of boys that we're going to be bringing in shortly will, will, will add to that in terms of. But we need a bit more creativity in midfield because, as David said, you know, Lundstrom and Jack in midfield, yeah, you're, you're you know maybe ball winners and 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 playing the the obvious pass, but we we need people who who are not going to play the the obvious pass and uh, and and get behind people. And putting you know our forwards through, so Malik Tillman is one of those guys. We we need him every week. So no, I'm glad to see Malik. And the, and the rest of the selection was pretty much straightforward. There wasn't going to be uh, many changes, you know, with with the injuries that we've got and and, and maybe just less quality. You look at the bench. It was good to see Lowry coming on, though. I would like to see a lot more of that boy because he strikes me as. Uh, someone who's going to deliver here. I think we need to get, and I think St. Johnson at iBooks would possibly just maybe the perfect scenario for him. Get him on there and uh, let's let's find out what this boy can do from, from the get-go, not with uh, 25, 30 minutes to go. I want to see him from the start. Give him so a run. Ju- and just on, like, we welcome Ali Lowry um, when we speak about the second half because he did give a wee bit of something different that we needed in the first half. And David T, I'll come to you. What, what I was seeing or what my take in the first half was we we seen 
Sakala and Kent to be a bit involved in. Again, we, we spoke about it on Thursday that they they're really enjoying this freedom that they're getting. They're no fixed their position. And again, I think it wasn't for want of trying. They were buzzing about the pitch, but this only works if if when they move out of space then other players are moving into it. And we it was very lackluster in pedestrian and in particular Jack on something and even the fullbacks they weren't involved in it as well. And I think the frustrating thing for me is we've seen this time and time again for Rangers, even since Michael Beale comes in, we wait to the second half to start. Um there wasn't any energy. What is it about the first half that we just kind of get going? Well, we actually had uh, a couple of good chances. Sakala missed a, missed a good chance. Kent got the ball down, down the left-hand side and crossed it. And I think Sakala probably had too much time. He, he sort of had done a scissors kick to try and to try and score it and put it past the post. Um, so and then Borna Barisic, he missed a free kick. We had a free kick just in front, and uh, it sort of curled round the post. Just actually too much curl on it, I think. Um, so I mean, we had a few chances in the first half, but I mean, yeah, I just yeah, as we say, when you've when you've got two defensive midfielders in there, I mean, you're not going to get great forward play, and the, the, yeah, everything's got to come from Tillman. Uh, Ken and uh, Sakala and Morelos, of course, as well. Although Alfie didn't have a great game, and it also had a few chances in the in the second half, not in the first half. But um, yeah, yeah, Alfie was was Alfie, and yeah, sometimes he, he's on goal. Last week he was on goal scoring, and this week again, just didn't get the ball anywhere near the net. Well, it, well, it was cleared off the net once with Constantine. But um, no, I don't know what it is. But I don't even think we were that great second half this week. We didn't sort of get anything. It was it was just a, a lackluster performance. But yeah, I mean, I suppose you've got not got to remember that we had three games within six days, and against Aberdeen it was 120 minutes. So uh, and and it's as we say, it's on uh, really heavy mud muddy uh, pitches. So it takes a lot out your legs. So I mean, I suppose we could put something down to that as well. Um, no, I, I really think that for me the setup of the team is we we really need more attacking midfielders in my, in my eyes. Probably I, play them and then we'll get stuffed about five 0 <laughs> I know this. That, um, yeah, that it'll be typical. Uh, we'll once we get hopefully some new signings in um, two weeks time. We'll be playing um, a four two four and. We'll, will be more than that we can defend. Um, Typical Rangers fans were never happy. But I think you've definitely had a point there as well. And I don't really want to use uh, it's just the poor pitches or plastic pitches, but I think probably the bigger point there is just uh, the lack of depth we have in the squad, uh, the midfield. The only real option, the real senior player would have been Kamara or Arfield. And we've seen Arfield struggling to get going for the start of the games. Glenn Kamara is not really what we're needing. Um, it, I don't really see the benefit of playing him instead of Kamara or Jack. So it leaves you with Lowry. So it's, it's Michael Beal is making the choice of playing two experienced players, Jack and Lundstrom, are taking the, the gamble and playing Lowry as well. Um, and I can see why he does need it. Um, David Beal, I'll, I'll come back to you. Um, the... You mentioned the goal there, and I want both your takes on on the goal. Tillman, a beautiful wee, wee flick as well. But as I, as I was saying earlier, we, 
what we needed what were players running and making a move after the after the passing and I really liked the you know the the intelligence of the run for Fashion Sakala playing that one two and driving into the box and it was very unlucky to you know get the goal but it's a fantastic finish with Borna Barisic winter. Yeah and apparently it's uh, first Borna's first goal for Rangers from open play which which I found very difficult to believe but I did see it mentioned because I mean he's he's scored a few free kicks and he's, he's had at least a couple of penalties but uh the first from open play, gosh, I thought he would have uh, had a few because he's had a few chances like that. You know, when the, when Tavernier used to be, you know, capable of a of a decent cross into the box, then uh, I thought Borna had got an end because there was a few goals. If it wasn't last season, the season before, when one full back was crossing for another, it was probably Borna crossing it out for Tav right enough rather than the other way round. But uh, I was, I, I thought Borna had scored. At least a couple of goals from from open play, but I I, I was I just get feeling for the the, the fast forward button because I think we should just play at a faster pace. We just seem to be uh, very slow and it's all very deliberate. Whereas I think better players, no matter the surface, because both teams are playing on the same surface, that the faster the game is played, the more advantage better players have. Uh, and I think. And I think Michael Beale has mentioned a couple of times, you know, he wants the players to be brave, and which which ultimately means they have to take a couple of risks from time to time. And you saw that, you know, with the see the pass Lowry made when he came on, you know, and he pings it, you know, that sort of ball we just we don't see in that often enough from from our midfield in terms of you know cutting them open, doing something which they are not expecting, because uh, all too often. It's, it's just far too predictable, very safe, retained possession, waiting in something to happen. I think we should we should be more making it happen. Definitely, uh, so, and it's uh, it's no coincidence when we tried to make something happen, we got a goal from it. That's uh, yeah, that, that yeah. was the key moment. That was just a bit of bravery. Um, we're, we're talking about the not just intensity, but like the bravery for Tillman to play the wee back heel and the. You know the um, the aggression for Sakala and the run as well. Just yeah. making the gamble, make the run to go and get it, make something happen. We tried to make something happen, and we got a goal over it. It's not rocket science. Um, no, and I think we should we should do that far more often. And in, in the way that we started, you know, and against Kilmarnock, and then you know we get something similar yesterday, and it's all dead slow. And whereas I, I was hoping that you know Rangers would be on their toes from the outset, let's go. And, and it occurred to me during the game, and I'm going to have a wee grump and groan here, James Tavernier needs to deliver more because we know he's capable of it. And But it's it's been a while since, and there was a couple of occasions, and there was one occasion when he had we had two opportunities within about 10 seconds of one another because his first cross immediately gets blocked. And then the second one gets blocked again. And you're thinking, where's the James Tavernier that would just be bursting in there, cutting it back, or driving up across, you know, a ball to the six-yard line to feed, you know, our forwards? It's a, uh, I don't know what's up with Tav, but it's, his game has just kind of dropped off, you know, big time in, in the last. We just were not getting that, him creating goal-scoring opportunities and strikes in goal, and you know, and yes. I think he did have a striking goal, which was uh, 
I think they were boarding up their windies outside Mid Park when for some of the shots. But uh, I, I, I just want to see. There just seems to be a lack of confidence, a lack of belief. Now I know, you know, with the runner results we have, you would think that it's going to start accumulating, but it's happening very slowly. And I'm hoping that we're just going to get a wee injection of uh, creativity with the, with the signings which are coming in. Hopefully, yeah. so but be, uh, just. Just back on the goal, I'll get David T's thoughts on it. Um, it's we're, we're talking about the the brilliance for Sakala and Tillman there, but Bonner Barris, which I think this is a fantastic finish, and Bonner's taking a, a a fair amount of criticism this season on the pod, and rightly so. But it's um, to get the power and the accuracy on that um, on that shot, I thought it was lovely, David. Well, it would have been easy to hit it with full throttle and put it over the bar like, like probably most players would have done but he actually used, used the side of his foot to, to steer it into the net it was absolutely brilliant finish but a great shot for Sakawa as well it was unfortunate that, that didn't go in the first place um, but the, the keeper's name is Remy Matthews and he, he pulled off like, a few great saves as Davy says but this time he, he touched it onto the post and then you think the chances away and um, no, in comes Borna, and uh, no, there was nobody stopping that one. No keeper in the world would have stopped that one. Right into the roof of the net. Absolutely brilliant. Side of his foot. Yeah, where most people would have probably hammered it with their laces. Um, no, that's uh, you know, a great goal. Can't say anything, but it was a brilliant bit of play as well with Sakawa and Tillman. Sakawa played it out to, to, to Tillman down the wing, and Tillman gave, uh, gave him back your back, right into his path. Brilliant weight of pass. If it had been too hard or too too slow, it would have wouldn't have made the run so easy. But, um, no, great bit of play by they two, and then the shot, and yeah, and then uh, Borna coming in, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant move and a brilliant goal. And maybe controversial, going with some of the comments and uh, the comment section. I actually would have Badasich my man in the match. Um, I don't think he was excellent uh, last night. I don't think anybody was, but I thought he actually had a decent enough game. And I think it'll be interesting to see, after getting a goal, well, after two years, what this does for his form and confidence. We know that Yilmaz is very likely to come in and at least heavily challenge for that left-back position. But does this take Bonner up a notch? I think it'll be interesting to see his attitude more than anything over the next few games. So, kind of want to. There's a few talking points that I want to finish off, but I'm not going to go through the game play by play because after that goal, it was. We felt anxious at the time just because it's Rangers and Rangers gears plenty to be anxious about. But if we're being serious, there wasn't, there wasn't many talking points and we, we were never in any danger. I don't think he yeah, going out of the cup, but we sh- really should have made it more comfortable. And it's, if you kind of want an analysis of that second half, I'm pretty sure you can just go back and snip it the majority of the pods over the last four weeks. But a couple of players I do want to talk about. Um, and David Paul, you mentioned James Tavenier. I want to open up a conversation to the young players. Um, we'll talk about Charlie McCann in terms of, no, we can talk about Charlie McCann right now because it's rumoured that he's going to be going to Forestry and Rovers. But I want to put him, Leon King, Adam Devine and Alec Lowry all in a kind of one one camp. But now, how much game time should these guys be getting? The reason I ask is twofold. 
you seen Alec Lowry come on and make a marked difference. He didn't, he didn't create anything, but it's just in terms of getting us out, up, up the pitch, have been another out ball. And the other point is the point you made on James Tavernier. I think he does need a rest. So as St Johnston and Saturday and in the next few weeks when we've got cup games, should we start to see maybe King, Divine or Lowry getting a, a start here and there? I think so, because if, if if not now, then when? Because if, if we can't give uh, Tavernier, you know, a, a wee uh, day on the, on the touchline or even on the bench and put someone else in just to find out what we've got, if, if we can't do it now, then when, when when do we do it? You know, because the league's all but gone, you know, so I don't think we're in, in, under any pressure there. We've got St Johnson on Saturday, the perfect opportunity to say, right, and there may be, you know, signings this week. You may have another couple of changes for the team for the first team for Saturday. So we'll see how that goes. But I would want be Michael Beale to find out, you know, exactly uh, exactly what we've got on the bench. Where are these youngsters going to make it or not? Because you know, Charlie McCann being a target for Forest Green Rovers just kind of tells you that. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, it's by no means final, but it's going to give you some indication as to what his, his potential is. You know, and if Rangers aren't going to stand in his way for him to sign for Forest Green Rovers, I, I see we've offered him a contract. But clearly it'll be uh, it'll be on the, probably the, the same money because there's if it was an increase in, in salary you know, or a better contract, then Forest Green Rovers just wouldn't be a factor. The fact that they, they have been mentioned would suggest they're just going to kick the can down the road with McCann, pun intended there. So he, uh, uh, that that for me is like kind a of warning sign that maybe the, the, the backroom staff just don't rate Charlie McCann. They just don't see a long-term future for him at Ibrox. So maybe Forest Green Rovers, uh, maybe a loan deal would, would be better if we could just put him on loan with an option to buy and then just, I don't know how, how they would set it up. So if he does well, then we would say, no, no, we'll have him back. Thank you very much. Clearly, if the boy needs game time, then he needs to go out to Ibrox. Because I, I, that's not much of a vote of confidence for Charlie McCann. But we've got Adam Devine, we've got Lowry, Alex Lowry. So we have to find out. We have to put them on the pitch and find out what they yeah. can do. And there's, there's no other way around it. It's just... I totally agree with you. And just on the McCann thing, I, I think... I think McCann's got all the potential to turn into a really strong player and maybe be Rangers level in maybe three, four years. But I think there's a bit of timing issue where at this point in time, we need a complete rebuild and I don't see him being at the right level to be part of that rebuild in the midfield. Um, I, I do think he's a level below the likes of King, Devine and Lowry. So I, I do think it's, it's best for me to move on. But I think the big question is about a regular pathway and I think right now here and now there is opportunities for the young the B team and the young players to be setting up in the, the, the first team and absolutely need to call it as it is. A big part of this is down the injury, but the big the big challenge for Michael Wheel is how does he keep this pathway open going forward once he does add in new signings. David T I'll, I'll come to you. Um everything that we said about the Lisa McCann potentially going out the door. I, I do think there's a real chance for Divine, Lowry and King to 
make their mark over the next six months and when it comes say season 23-24 they're in the conversation as the regular in the regular 18 and no choice for no choice for tokenism just to say we've got a young boy there that they can actually add value on the squad well, I've actually read a report saying that McCann was already away for an undisclosed undisclosed fee. So I don't know, I don't know who's right or who's wrong. I don't know whether the report was just stating it that that it was going to happen. But um, no, nah, I think it looks like he's away anyway. So uh, I think we can we can sort of park him uh, as been obviously they they don't think he's good enough, and, and obviously there's not a lot of teams coming in from sort of a higher grade. Uh, so I think that probably says something as well. But uh, no, I, I mean, let's face it: if Lowry turns out the player that we hope and we think he's going to play, is exactly what we need. Is a player that that can get the ball where he's back to goal and he can he can and, and invent passes that that the other people don't see. And uh, is exactly what we need. If if he is as good as we think he is. And uh, I mean that that would save us millions. So, but there, there seems to be. I mean, the the, the funny thing that I, I still revert back to it was when Bill said the players want all need to want them in the team, and that that and that was a really funny statement for me because there must be something about them that uh, that the players are, are sort of not happy about getting into the team. But, I mean, you've seen the the the, the, the pass he done through to Alfie. Uh, quite near the end of the game, uh, it was absolutely. I mean, he put up, put it. The ball, Alfie should have scored with it. It was a brilliant pass, and uh, but that I mean, that's that's obviously the kind of thing you can do. And obviously, he scored from from three goals for the B team a few weeks ago. And yeah, I don't don't understand why he gets his chance. He always does something pretty good. And yeah, he's, he's obviously far too good for the B team. He shouldn't. He shouldn't be playing at that level. And I think if if, if they're not going to play him in a Rangers first team, then he should go out and loan to a, a higher grade team than uh, than the B team, Rangers B team. But that, that's uh, that's what we need. But Lowry's a perfect player. If, if that will save us millions if he turns out as good as we 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 think he's going to turn out. Not divine. Devine's done well when he's come in, so I don't understand why he doesn't get a game. I mean, we, we all, and even Bill talks about uh, players getting a rest. Well, there's no, you could give Tav a rest quite easily and put Devine in. I mean, we're not, it's not as if we're playing top of the league teams, well, although Hearts are coming in. Uh, what was it next? Uh, the, the you want to on the, on the 1st of February. First of February, I thought it was fourth. The fourth was another game, Ross County, I think, the fourth. Um, but I mean, there's there's two games. The St Johnson game coming up you could put Devine in quite easily, and, uh, and and it wouldn't be weaken the team that much. Uh, it might even strengthen the team the way Tar's been playing recently. So no, I think there should be. We shouldn't. I mean, we've got players coming in, which is going to push maybe Lowry even further back. Because they, they, I think the the Cantwell boy Cantwell sort of plays in the 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 Lowry role, and I think that that we'll need to see what what Yule does. But I mean, yeah, for me, just we, we should have these boys in instead of a, a, a two defensive midfielders. And yeah, keep reverting back to that. But for me, it's a, a really weak point from this team that, that yeah. just there's just no in, inventive players in there. Yep, and hopefully 
with the the rumours that were the rumours that were going to bring in Cantwell or Rastian imminently, and we've got the Lisa Lowry featuring a bit more regularly under under Michael Beale than he did Gio. I think it was very sporadic under Gio. Um, but hopefully that we we can start to see some changes. Um, oh. The last talking point um, for the game for last night um, that I wanted to bring up before I open up to you is uh, a, a pod favourite over the last year um, for many different reasons. Um, probably knowing the in the most flattering light that we spoke about him in the last six months, Scott Wright. So, David Pollock, I'll come to you because I, I, I speak regularly about the when you said about six, seven months ago. If we could harness Scott Arfield swagger into Scott Wright, then there's a player there, and I, I do stick by that. That is that's a good theory. With Scott Wright, it's always been the decision making and almost uh, the nervousness when he gets in a decent position. But um, I, I thought he he done decent last last Sunday when he came on. Um, he, he created the winner, and last night he was unlucky to get a goal, and he did look lively. Oh, there's a player in, in there. There's no doubt about it. I, I just think, I just want him to believe it more. I just think that he kind of lacks a bit of confidence. And it's that, I think it's the bravery thing, you know, take a risk that we spoke about. Sometimes he, uh, his, his decision-making isn't the best. Sometimes it just all looks a wee bit too frantic. I want him to just a bit, show a wee bit more composure because he's clearly technically quite a good player, but it's just something lacking in there, and I, I just think it's it's belief that he uh, he should be banging the door down to get, to get a first team game for Rangers. You know, he's, I think he's good enough. I just don't think he's mentally strong enough, to be honest. Because there are very few games, and, and last Sunday was one of them, where he did come on and make a difference. You know, he's wee shilly shally round. You know, I was in the north stand at Hamden that, so I'm very close to him when he when he did that wee that wee moment. Uh, run round and you know say well well done Scott right you know because I, I've not been his biggest fan sometimes uh, as harsh as critic I would I would guess but the, you saw the, and that's the frustration so you can see what he's got and what he can bring but he just doesn't bring it often enough and I, I just I want him to I want him to succeed I want I want him to want it too so no he's, he's there's a good player in Scott right but I I just don't know if he's got it. If he's tough enough, to be honest, and and when I when I when I say tough, I mean, I think he's tough enough in terms of you know standing up to SPFL players, but whether he's got the mentality to say, do you know what, I'm going out there with that wee bit swagger as we spoke about, so uh, and 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 have more confidence and take those wee gambles, take the risks, have the composure, stand on the ball, doesn't have to be a thousand miles an hour, so. Yeah, it just it continually frustrates me. No, I, I can't agree more, David. And but we sort of right. I'm not for one minute saying that his level of quality is what we need. Um, week in, week out, playing ninety minutes, he's not the level of player that Ryan Kent is. But Scott Wright does have enough talent to be an impact player. And I, I say time and time again, when we look to build a squad of twenty odd players, we don't need twenty five players who can play sixty games a season for ninety minutes a game. But the players who are bit part and impact players, 
we need them to add value where they can, and that is the role that Scott Wright should be playing. What he did last Sunday, what he did last night, coming in and just being another outball. But there's real Glenn Middleton vibes uh, for me. Uh, David T, I'll come to you for your take on it. Like, I really agree with Davey, Davey Park, where I, I think it might just be the mentality that he likes to do that consistently. Um, but I think he'll go on to have a very decent career at SPFL level or maybe even English Championship. Listen, he's not just in the door. He's been at, he's been at Ibrox for what three years now. If he was just in the door, then I would say okay, maybe maybe there is a side to Scott Wright that we don't know yet. But he's been here three years and he's not taking the chances. He's 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 not any. I mean, in fact, our opinion of him has probably got worse than it than it than it has get better of him. So I mean, okay, the last two games he's done a couple of things that that, that have been good. He was unlucky with that shot in the, the weekend. But um, but by the same token, if you take the Aberdeen game, he made a mistake right at the end that nearly cost us a goal. So I mean, I don't see this. Obviously, he can do something. He's not a professional footballer for for nothing. I mean, can obviously can do something. But um, no, he just doesn't do it. See, see, when uh, I don't want impact players sitting in the bank, they're sitting on the bench. I want players. I want the other team to look at our bench and say. Jesus God is is is, is what's 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 coming on. He's going off, and there's a just a good player coming on. That's why I want to see. I don't want to see players that, that that you just think, well, maybe they'll have a wee bit of magic in, in them. No, I want I want players that are every bit as good as the players on the park sitting in the bank. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yep, and that's just a, a, a testament to the, the level of rebuild that we have. And I think, um, I think Mason put it quite well um, a few weeks ago where he said that Sakala might end up in that Scott Wright role where you know, Sakala's just a wee bit above in terms of ability for Scott Wright, but he can probably do it more consistently. Um, and you know, I think we might long-term try and replace Sakala as a starter. Well, I think the moves we're trying to make will come in ahead of Sakala, but we'll have Sakala coming off the bench and probably having more of an impact more often than Scott Wright. Um, yeah, I just wanted your take on that because it's, it, he's a player who's, who's popped up time and time again in the pod, and I think it is, is real frustration because like we do see the, like, the glimpses of talent that he has, but again, it's a uh, it's a non-tangible stuff. It really separates um, an Aberdeen player to a Rangers player. It's a, it's a heavier jersey. We know that. Last point on the the game last night, and it's a it's a question for you, Robert Robertson in the in the comments. Um, 
what about Quancy or the ref lads? Uh, that guy should be anywhere near a football pitch, should be in the circus. Um, so you said Quancy there, but I think he could really be any referee in Scotland as of late. Um, so the ref last night, Davey P, there was a few questionable um, few questionable decisions to to say the least. Um, we had uh, the Malik Tillman uh, foul, who, who, who got Mally Tillman got booked just because somebody ran into him. Um, bizarrely enough, it was just after a free kick was took, the ref called for a foul, but then made the original free kick uh, be retained and said they awarded a new one. So he's fucked up in a multi- multitude of levels. Then there's a potential straw right penalty. What was your thoughts on last night's referee's performance? I think we, uh, I think the referee last night was was just incompetent, more than malicious. You know, Clancy's just a cheat. That season just an out and out cheap, but the referee uh, Alan Muir, I think he's he's uh, no, I mean I think he just demonstrated that you know with the Malik Tillman instant, you know, and he's accusing Malik Tillman of barging into the guy, you know, deliberately, you know, striking the player off the ball, gives him a yellow card, and then retakes the free kick. You're like, uh, well, if the free kick's been taken, you know, and the free kick's not been taken, why would Malik Tillman barge into him? So you're assuming that the ball's already in the air when Malik Tillman's, you know, makes the challenge, and then he's if it's a free it's a free kick outside the box if he's going to be consistent, <laughs> it can't be retake the free kick from where it was. So he's just kind of showed himself up for being the absolute numpty that he was. But uh, I think that the referee yesterday, when he was, we are what we are. I think we should just be above that, and uh, I, I would like to see Rangers, you know. Just compile a dossier of all this stuff and, and take it to the SFA. The the booking for Alfie last Wednesday was just an absolute outrage, and the you know from the from the first minute when they targeted Alfie, and the referee does absolutely nothing about it. Uh, that's just uh, that's we should be uh, challenging this sort of thing because you know the the mob on the other side would be challenging this. We should do exactly the same, and, and you say well. You know, dignified silence and all that. No, no, I'm, I'm not for that. No, no more. We should be uh, screaming. We just want fairness. Thank you. Anytime now. I know. Um, it's, you think that should be the, the base level that you ask for, but that's um, mm-hmm. it's quite quite an ask by the seams of it. David T, um, what was your thoughts? Do you think we, Rangers should have been awarded a penalty last night for the challenges for right towards the end? Um, I, I, I can't really remember what, what, what the, the the incident. I'm, I'm sorry, but um, I, I know. I mean, you can talk about I was getting a penalty, but St. Johnson could have possibly had a penalty as well when um, Kent tripped up the the guy in our box. Although the guy didn't let himself fall, so I mean, these things they they, they should really iron themselves out over the over the whole season. But um, it itself or not them. Them uh, <laughs> complaining about uh, it, it works. Them shouting about it, it really works because look at the two. The, I've seen two incidents in the last week now. The the push last week uh, that the, the the other team should have had a penalty, and then yesterday Clancy gave them a penalty, and even uh, he didn't see he didn't give it in the first place. Then it was only when Far shouted him over. Nobody in the park claimed a penalty. So not one player stood up and put his hand up or anything. 
and then all of a sudden Farr comes in and Clancy goes over and then changes his mind. The ball came off the other uh, the centre forward's foot and came back across and hit the guy's arm, which was behind his back. <laughs> and I think, how the heck can you give a penalty? He should have went over it. If he did want to go over the television, he should have went over the television and told the far to, to no, sorry, listen, that, I don't agree that's a penalty because it was never a penalty. How can you, if the ball comes off somebody's foot and hits, hits your, your hand behind your back, how the heck can you give a penalty for that? And that's that's just, they're getting these things because they're shouting about them so much. They're putting pressure on referees. And that's what they've always done. Remember the, the referee strike. And to, to to be honest with you, I, I actually thought Scottish referees were terrible as well. But see, when, when I seen the World Cup referees, they were absolutely hopeless as well. They were, they were no better than Scottish referees. And a lot of these are, are professional referees. And that's one thing as well. Scotland haven't got professional referees. We've just got guys that are, that are earning big money. I think they get a thousand for a game um, which is which is not a bad for a couple of hours work but uh, no, it's, I don't think the Scottish referees are as bad as we're all making out I, but I just think that there's a lot of pressure put on them that uh, I mean I think Clancy when was the Aberdeen game that he, that he, he took us for I thought he would not too bad a game in that game um, but yeah it's, 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 them shouting about it, it it does help them it really does Aye, it and does, and I, I, it's one of the ones like uh, it, it obviously works, um, and like you reap the benefits for it, from it. But on the other hand, you don't want to turn into Celtic um, or be associated associated with anything like Celtic. Um, it's a, it's a, it definitely is a deeper issue where. I've said time and time again is that there's no accountability for referees and there's no performance management if um, like. It, if I mess up in my job tomorrow morning, um, I'm, you know, I'm going to be held accountable for it. I'm going to be performance managed. And if my performance doesn't improve, there'll be consequences. Whereas right now, if a referee has a particularly bad game in terms of the standard, it doesn't even have to be a, a bad game in terms of refereeing standard, a bad game in terms of the, the standard against their peers. They'll be demoted a league for a week or two, then brought back up that, you know, in, the SFA just really hope that everything blows over. Uh, Curry made a, a good point in the comments about like they get paid high high money. Why do they not like discuss the decisions afterwards? And uh, this isn't a it shouldn't be an interrogation, but it may actually help with the consistency if they're able to speak. This is my understanding of that event. What happened? This is my understanding of the law. This is why I applied that rule to that. But we don't want a uh, we we don't want a have common sense in Scottish football. We don't really want to sell, upsell the the product that we're selling, so it's never going to change. Um, Sorry, Colin. So, it's not just it's not just in Scotland though, because I I, I watched the Dutch television over the, the the last weekend, and they've got the exact same comments, the exact same discussions over far and over. It's it's not just the referees. It's every country's referees. I mean, there is a few really great referees that you that you that you handles it, but I mean, there's referees in every country that are absolute crap, and mostly, mostly it's because they see themselves as as being more important than the the, the, the game. There's a few referees in Holland that, that let the game run, uh, the, and and they get 
talked about, oh, they, they, they shouldn't have mm-hmm. allowed that tackle, but sometimes it's great when the referee allows a bit heavier tackles. I think uh, the referee shouldn't be blown for every every wee push or uh, the likes of the Tillman incident yesterday. Uh, yeah, why why even gave a foul for it? I don't know. So, refereeing decisions aside, Tilted Rangers performances aside, we still got through into the the fifth round and the draw was actually made tonight, gentlemen. And we're going to, on the weekend of the 11th or, or 12th of February, we're going to be at home to Partick Thistle. Yes, no laughing at the back. Another home tie for Rangers conspiracy, etc, etc. But David Pollock, um, no... We shouldn't be treating any cup game as a gimmick considering where we are in the league and we really are playing for both cups um, if we want any sort of success this season. Having said that, it's Partick Thistle struggling for consistency in the Championship. This should be a game where we're able to progress with relative ease and potentially get some game times for some players who are only really getting it, i.e. maybe some of the young players or some new signings who are potentially going to be needing some game time to get up and running. Or or maybe even a bigger group, Colin, those returning from injury. That, that, that's going to be hard to see. Ranger, that, re, nobody returns from injury. Um, we, we, we just pretend they are. You know, They, they come on for a cameo here and there and then they just return back to injury. Well, those those who are between injuries, <laughs> get them on <laughs> because uh, no, uh, the Mary Hill Magyars. Eh? I mean, a, a Glasgow derby. Uh, I was born not too far from uh, Firhill, actually. You know, I was Cadens, so they they probably are my my home team. You know, but I no no thank you. But Partick Thistle, Ibrox, yeah, we've been a. Uh, we should be able to have enough to see them off. With you're right, you know, with the. These are games where, you know, Alex Lowry and, and Adam Devine, I would expect, you know, to see them because we're coming up against, <clears throat> you know, championship sides. We should be able to uh, play our, uh, well, less experienced players, not inferior, just less experienced to give them some experience. And it will be an opportunity for uh, hopefully some of our new signings and those returning from the very large recuperation suite that we have at Ibrooks to uh, get them on the pitch. So that would be a perfect opportunity. You know, I mean, at the moment, we've just drawn the names, come out of that. Rangers, Partick, Thistle, you're thinking 4-0. There you go. <laughs> and, then, and that's us weeks from it. So, we, uh, But that's, uh, that should be our expectation. Clearly, Partick, Thistle are going to come and have their day in the sun and have a right go, is hopefully for the first 10 minutes until... But uh, that, that's cup football. No, bring it on. And it's it's nice to have a home tie, you know, where at least we have uh, some influence on the on the quality of the surface, so that we because uh, I think these teams I know Dundee did last season, and I, I I suspect St Johnson did the same, where they will they will prepare the ground that's, that suits them best, and uh, which which is almost dishonest for, for me, but that, that that's there you go, that's Scottish football for you. I mean, <clears throat> when you we were speaking a minute ago about. The there there is a level of honesty which I think you, needs to be brought to the game, and I think people should be challenged where it's not true. Because two instances from Wednesday was I don't think Clancy was looking at the instant when he booked Alfredo Morelos. He was because the, what the camera immediately comes to him when when he's facing the, the wrong way, 
he reacted to the shout. And then at the end of the game, as I said, you know, on Thursday night, Derek McInnes says that the sending off against uh, Borna Barisic from, you know, an elbow to the to the jaw was a bit soft. And you're thinking, and that's that's essentially what we're up against. And then there are teams who will deliberately, you know, manipulate the playing surface to, to suit them when, when they're playing against uh, <clears throat> Rangers and probably the other half as well. But it's... Just a wee instant, I'm just going to go back to last season because when we played them in the cup up there and we eventually beat them and, and we're playing against a surface which resembled corrugated iron and then it was only a couple of weeks later and I'm watching you know, the SPFL highlights of a Dundee match at Dens Park and clearly the, the, the surface had been much better prepared, had been watered in advance and they were playing, they were playing an, an excellent surface which I think the SFA should challenge. They should they should be challenged on that when they they will deliberately uh, prepare a surface when they're playing Rangers and and and, and do something differently. You know, weeks later, clearly, you know, we've been accused of that in the past when Sunis famously brought the pitch in against Dynamo Kiev, and you know, you so you maximise your advantages. But I think in terms of the playing surface, there should be a standard. It, clearly, that I don't know what the rules are because the fact that Livingston, you know, who are only a, two or three miles from me down the road, you know, have a plastic surface, and you know, in, in the year twenty twenty three, you know, professional football talked here in Scotland, and we're playing in artificial grass, unacceptable. Yeah. It's all about it, standard. Taking your club allegiances away for for any club doesn't matter what team you follow. Your national game is fucking worth. A tuppence, and that's why we don't get much money for it. That's why, that's why Sky can get away with paying us to swear out a fuck all for the game because well, there's not a focus in trying to improve it. And a big part is like, I the standards that it pitches as well. Um, you know, I'm all yeah. for teams to do what they can for home advantage, but there comes a line where playing on a, a cow field. Or playing in a plastic pitch, it's just not a good product to sell. Um, and until we realise that and stop being so self-interested in Scotland, um, it's not going to change. David, well, I, think, I think no, I think the football authorities have a role to play here, Colin. I think teams, you know, St. Johnson yesterday and 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 Dundee did it last season uh, when they should be challenged about the preparing a surface because this is these both games were broadcast live on TV. This is the product that we are trying to sell, Sky. And yet we have people who are, I mean, for me, it's tantamount to cheating, who are devaluing the product by creating a set of circumstances which they believe will give them an advantage. I mean, ultimately, the advantage amounted to hee-haw because both teams were put out by Rangers. But that's the length which they'll go to. And no one, and, and the Scottish football authorities, appears to have the guts to challenge them on that or lay down a standard which they are required to comply to. But bear, so. bear mind the, oh, you know, the SFA can't even get Hamden good, so what would chance have they got of getting other teams play uh, pitches any good? <laughs> so, I mean, Hamden, Hamden was atrocious last week for the Celtic game as well. But bear so, in mean, mind the... Rangers have tried to, and I'm not. Rangers will be self-serving as well. They'll they'll act in their best interest. But Rangers did call for an inquiry into. I know we're going on different tangents, but an inquiry into the the SPFL and the governing bodies, and the teams didn't they want to 
didn't want to go through with that. So in turn, you know, I, I say to the governing bodies, they, they, they can do what they want. So there's no accountability for the gov- governing bodies. The governing bodies do not want to start um, <laughs> racking up the pressure on teams for stuff like plastic pitches, stuff that's going to cost them more money. They're allowing teams to be self-serving and acting in their own interest so that they won't act out against the governing body. So it's everybody's just acting in their own interest. And it's a vicious cycle, and it's not going to change until somebody takes the gamble. Another another example of that is the, the Scottish Football Pyramid, where basically if you want to be promoted for the Lowland League or the Highland League, you need to go through, what, four playoff games, um, you know, find the... Uh, find the hidden realms of Atlantis and the shape for Berlin, um all in the one weekend if you want to even get a shot again into the pref- professional league because it's all self-serving interest and nothing's going to change unless um, unless somebody grows a pair of balls but I've kind of went on my high horse a wee bit there um, apologies folks we were, we were actually on the party festival game so David T this name's been mentioned in the comments a couple of times, and I know we were talking about the goalkeeping situation, but on the on the party Thistle game, should he return from injury? Is this a game for Robbie McCrory? Yeah, I think it'd be a good game for him. I just want to say as well, I, I think the Patrick Thistle uh, financial director will be absolutely jumping for joy that the that he's they're getting a game at Highbrook's. Uh, if it was at Fir Hill, they would maybe get what ten thousand, and now they're getting uh, the half of a crowd of what about fifty thousand. So I, th- I think that uh, the the financial director will be will be really happy with that one. But um, bring in McCrory, I definitely think he should, he should be given a game there. Um, it's not a game that we should have a lot of problems. Although hopefully, sometimes these things come back to bite you in the in, in the places you don't want to be bitten. But um. No, this uh, I think it's a, it's a good chance. I would give Devine a game as well because I mean he's proven that he's he's not uh, that bad a player that that he'll, he'll, he'll put us in trouble. So it's it's actually a, a really good fullback. Uh, the games I've seen him at, so I don't see a, I don't see that being a problem to play him either. And and Lowry could probably come in as well. I mean we've got to have a wee bit of trust in these players. Definitely, I don't think he'll play the full B team, but uh, I think I think there's a few players that, that definitely can come in. No, and definitely, nor should they play the full B team because again, there's too much in importance in this game. And at the same time, for the rest of the season, we, it has to be the balance of you know building up a bit of consistency and cohesion in the team as well because we want to finish the season strong, but we do need to we do need to start bleeding some of these players in. Um, David Park, if I had the choice of playing any of the so-called B team or the French players, I think Robbie McCrory would be high up my list. And the reason being, we, in my opinion, we need at least two goalkeepers in the in the summer uh, because I, I don't see McLaughlin or McGregor being long term options for number one or number two. So I'd like McCrory to at least be able to fight for his position as number two and potentially start getting more game time next season. I think if we can give him a few games between now and the end of the season, we'll see if he is long-term at least a number two or I think if we're looking at him as a, a number three goalkeeper by the summer, it's probably best to move him on. 
<clears throat> I think you're right, Colin. I was just thinking about that as you were mentioning it. You were discussing it with Dave. And, you know, in, in that, you know, at the moment, we're in a contest be- between McLaughlin and McGregor trying to decide who's the least shite. So, and, and they're, we're alternating be- between that. And Robbie McCrory, you know, is of, of a standard where he can't cut in on that and say, well, I'm actually better than both of them. Give me a chance. So you would think, is there a long-term future for Robbie McCrory? Because if he can't get a game in front of McLaughlin or McGregor, you're thinking, well, maybe there's no long-term future for Robbie McCrory, but we need to play the boy and find out. And when he did, you know, for the old firm game, stepped in, didn't look out of place. So I think maybe it's uh, time to give McCrory a, a, a shot this season, you know, with uh, the cup tie being you know, an, an obvious candidate for for to put him out and find out what this boy can do and uh, does he come for cross balls will he how will he communicate with our defense does he how is he so we'll just find out uh yeah this would be a, the perfect chance but you're right i think and in, in probably in terms of the summer i think we could kick it down the road because i, I was arguing you know a couple of months ago that perhaps you know we should have a goalkeeper in now but maybe that i, I know there are other Kind of priorities in terms of midfield and something up front, and you know with a, a more settled defence, you know maybe allowing us the chance to just uh, wait till the summer before we. Uh, I think you're right. I think McLaughlin and McGregor both are, are on borrowed time. So bring bring McCrory on and find out what he can do because at the moment we don't seem to have any confidence in the two that we're using. David T. Do you think we, we keep McLaughlin on at all, even as a number two? Or are you in agreement that it's two keepers needed in the summer? Well, I, I, I haven't seen McCrory playing for, for, for a while. Well, they played this, the, against them and then he played, I think he played another game. So I think he played two games this mm-hmm. season. I played. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, he done okay. I can't, can't say but. I mean, I I've seen him before when he, when he was with the with the youth a few times, and uh, I wasn't really impressed by him. But uh, obviously, the Rangers have not given him contracts up to this this time because they they, they obviously think there's something in there. But uh, whether whether it'll be a number one or not, I don't know. I think I think we'll be, be I think Beals actually said we'll be looking for a goalkeeper in the summer because McGregor will be stopping. So I, I think we'll be looking for a keeper. I don't think I don't think they trust uh, McCrory enough. To, to, to name him as the number one goalkeeper so I think he'll probably be number two they might keep McLaughlin as number three goalkeeper I definitely think there'll be changes in the goalkeeping uh, position anyway whether whether it's uh, McCrory's one, two or three well, it won't be, I doubt it'll be one I think they'll be bring a new keeper I think we've got to I think uh, uh, the, the, obviously the, we've not got uh, any uh, hope for the for the three keepers that we've got just now to, to be keeper next season. Otherwise, we do. McCrory would already be in number one if he was if he was good enough. That's a fine. He would be at least be in the eighteen. And I know he's been injured the last couple of weeks, but um, it, beforehand, you like to think he would have at least been in the eighteen regularly if he was seriously challenging. Um, but I think we'll put that one on. We just need to wait and see in that category. Um, that takes us just up to the hour, folks. Um, I know we've been talking about Partick Thistle and it's a few games away, but so we've got a game against St. Johnson next week and we'll be back 
live on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter at half eight on Thursday night to preview the the second leg of the doubleheader, if you like. This time we're going to actually be playing on a football field um, as opposed to um, Bilado after our weekend at Tina Park. Um, this week we'll be with you every morning um, some point before nine or ten o'clock, hopefully, um, depending who does it, giving you the, the round-up of the news. So look out for that, wherever you get your podcast on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, wherever. Um, again, if you can Find a like or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. It helps us massively. But all that's left to do is, on top of thanking all the listeners who tune in as always, thank my two guests for coming on and we'll do the predictions for next Saturday on Thursday. So I'm going to ask you to predict who's going to sign first. Todd Cantwell or Nicholas Raskin, who's going to be announced first for Rangers. So give us your goodbyes and your prediction. First of all, Davey Pollock. I think Todd's pretty much done because I, I did see uh, some reference to him at Glasgow Airport, so he's he's there or thereabouts. I'm hoping that uh, we should be within a day or two of, of that be all being confirmed and get him up to Auchenhowie so that we can uh, knock any football, any technical ability that he has, we all have knocked out of him by the time we get to Friday and he pulls the shut over his head on Saturday, hopefully for a his swan song and well his, his cameo and against St Johnson because I'm expecting a different game. I'm expecting over the next wee while, you know, I think Michael Beale could possibly uh, push a wee bit harder and making changes. But we need to address uh, some of the issues with it with the current players. You know, Tavernier being one which just I just keep coming back to because Tav, you know, some of his defensive frailties have been covered up by the fact that he was assisting and scoring. Now he's no longer doing that. His defensive frailties, you know, become more to the fore. So, uh, on Saturday, I'm, I'm, I'll be skipping along there, as I usually do, hoping to see Rangers rolling a few against a very mediocre St. Johnson side. That will be a look forward to it. So, who's signing first was the question. Campbell or Rassin? Todd Cantwell, it's, uh, that's Todd done. Cantwell. I think that's, yeah, I think the, the ribbon's already tied on that one. So we'll be uh, cutting the ribbon probably in the, the blue room sometime. If it's not tomorrow, I would expect it to be Tuesday. Well, yes. uh, Raskin, I, I really don't have much detail on and where we are with that one. I think, uh, I don't know where he's still in, he's still in Belgium. But I, I did see some rumours or at least a photograph that Todd Cantwell is in Glasgow. So he's got to be first. Which is a uh, look forward to it. Always a pleasure having you on, and same goes to yourself, David Thompson. Thanks for coming on. So, same to you. Give your listeners a goodbye and give me your prediction. Will it be Campbell or Ration in the race to Rangers? Well, I've actually got some other news as well. There was actually a young boy brought in as well uh, from South Africa. He's supposed to be a super talent. Uh, his name's Alex Yeager. I don't know how you pronounce it. It's why. IGA, Yiga, and he's a 16 year old, supposed to be a super talent. So we've got him in trial uh, in the door already. Um, the other thing that I thought uh, was, was uh, quite funny as well is that Whitaker wasn't in the pool, or the Swansea manager said that he was going to play him, which would have meant that he, we couldn't have bought him in January. It would be no use buying him in January. So he didn't, didn't get there, and seemingly. 
uh, Whitaker texted his manager saying that he that he, he couldn't he didn't feel like playing because he wasn't his his mind wasn't in the right place. So the manager says, "Well, we'll, we'll respect that and we'll leave you out." So that they didn't he didn't play for them. So he can still move in January if the moves on. Um, who did I think was well, I, I, I actually think they're both uh, signed deals because uh, the the Belgian guy he uh, he he uh, he he's already put on social media virtually that, that he's that he signed. Uh, so I think that's a done deal as well. But I think obviously I think Cantwell. What is it? Five o'clock. Five o'clock to time that they always announce these things. Five o'clock Monday. I think it'll be the the time card. Well, I think it's a done deal. But as uh, as David says, there's photos of him kicking about Glasgow Airport. So he's not, I don't think he's here just to watch the game at the weekend. So, aye, I agree. Uh, I'm going to go. Todd Campbell. Oh, sorry, David. You go. Yeah, I just want to thank everybody for listening in and uh, have a good week. I know. Hopefully the Rangers um, fill that week with excitement. Um, I'm going to go with Todd Campbell, 5 o'clock on Friday. Nicholas Rastian, 5 o'clock on Tuesday as well. And Morgan Whitaker will be a, a deadline day signing. So hopefully there's one or two in between that as well. But until Thursday night, folks, or tomorrow morning, if you're tuning in for the, the news pod, um, have, a, have a lovely night and we are the people. Take care. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.